Alrighty, it's time for another Root Issues Podcast. I'm in the booth today with Steve. It's just us. Just it's us just two. Steve and Chris today in the podcast. Um, Alyssa had some swim lessons. Luke had to take off to Vegas for a wedding. Mm. Alyssa didn't have swim lessons, but her daughter Kate did. Yes. And so we're, you know, we'll, we'll figure out scheduling on the mm. swim lessons and everything oh. to make sure we get Alyssa's voice back in this booth. And Luke will join us. But he just travels a bunch. Mm. But today is exciting because we are landing the series, you know, more than just, you know, what what was the title? <laughs> not just human. Not just human. <laughs> not just human. I'm not just human. No, you're not just human. And so today we're going to be looking at this concept out of Romans 8, 9 through 17. And it's it's kind of like the big question. You know, how do you how do we know if we are being led by the Spirit? You know, because we are called to be spirit individuals. We're supposed to be led by the spirit. We're supposed to live out of the spirit. That is what takes us from just being human into something more. We are to be followers of Christ who are led by the spirit. Um, we've been digging in through the series on just second Corinthians five, 16 and 17, where we look at the fact that we are now new creations. Absolutely. And that can be a hard thing to answer. And so Steve mm. brought in like eight points to look, to look at as far as like, how do you know you're being led by the Spirit? And really, what does it mean to be led by the Spirit? Like, if we're living out of the fruit of the Spirit, if we're listening to God for direction in our lives. And so we're just going to kind of jump in and hit some of these eight points to kind of give you, our listeners, some framework to understand like this is... Maybe not the full, complete litmus test, but this is a great starting place yeah. to really say, man, I want to live life by the Spirit. You know, and for me personally, seeking to live life by the Spirit, you know, I attach one word, mm. surrender. <laughs> surrender, 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 because there was this one thing. We're going to start here. Like Steve asked people, if you had to go on a mission, if you had to go on a journey, <laughs> would you rather have a guide or would you rather have a map? And so, Steve, why don't you take us into that, and then then we'll use those questions to kind of help us bring in there, because your answer for guide or map was quite interesting. Yeah, I, uh, you know, there's a lot of different ways to take that analogy if we're on a big adventure, which would you rather have, and just asking people, most people, you know, say, oh, I want the guide. Yeah, totally. Um, I, 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 you know, just... At, at many different levels, um, I kind of like, give me the map. I, I you know, I want to do it yourself. I yeah. want the adventure of trying to figure it out, right? Um, but, uh, and that's probably, as I mentioned, maybe a control issue or maybe, other maybe things. Just a little I, have, bit. You know, I mean, I don't see you as controlling. Yeah, but, uh, but, you know, ultimately it comes down to the point of that question, right, for us is, wow, just guidance. How yeah. do I uh, go on this journey of a life, right, towards the abundant life, towards what God's called me to? And historically, people throughout the church have leaned towards the map, mm-hmm. the Bible, or in some circles they've leaned, leaned away from the Bible to mm-hmm. other means or, you know, more just the charismatic idea of just leaning into the spirit. Yeah. Now, the reality is we need both, right? Absolutely. It's word and spirit. We need both. And we get into troubles if we lean one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's just the same thing on expedition. You want the guide and the map, not yeah. either one. You want both. And uh, 
and that's that's where we, uh, you know, we call ourselves a word and spirit church, right? Yeah. So it's like we need, you know, the Father is looking, John, um, for looking for those to worship in spirit and truth. We need to embrace all of the scripture, mm-hmm. obviously, as the foundation, um, but we need to learn to lean in to what it is to be led by the spirit. We're yeah. a new creation. Paul does this amazing work in Romans. He builds, he deals with all the, the questions, all the struggle of the law of sin, yes. of this inner dynamic, and he's leading us in this kind of crescendo. I think Romans 8 is the crescendo leading us to this beautiful new creation life of being led by the Spirit of God and what that looks like. And I think Romans 8 is the pinnacle, right, of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, right, so yeah. many, throughout the church and through our own lives, we get stuck in 6 or 7, especially yeah. 7. I do the very thing I don't want to do. I'm stuck. I beat stuck. myself. We put ourselves yeah. back under the law, yeah. right? Or we just fade away into some cheap grace mm-hmm. thing, and we never really lay hold of, wow, what it is, the freedom and the joy of this new creation of being led by the Spirit of God. So, um, I, I just throwing out these eight things, we can bat these around, and for you, the listener, I, we hope that you'll, just like on Sunday, we just said, take these, man, mm. uh, wrestle with these, uh, bring them into your small group, talk over coffee with them, um, but this is deep water. This yeah. is not, like you said, a litmus test. This isn't by any means a total yeah. list. I, I, I had several others, but just <laughs> for the main time, I tried to crunch them all down together. But yeah. I started the first couple or outside of Romans 8, um, just laying a foundation. The first mm-hmm. question is, if we're thinking about, are we led by the Spirit? Right. We have a big decision or, or just every day, simple decision. Yeah. Is the Spirit leading me? Um, the first question, just what we're talking about, is is the leading in line with the Word of God? Mm-hmm. Right? Are we in line with the map that yes. God has given us? No, right? totally. The foundation of everything as far as like, okay, this is your go-to. Right. And, I, you know, um, and I, I think the issue here, too, is going a little deeper with that. Because most people say, yeah, I'm, you know, I go to the Bible, read the Bible. But how <laughs> I think this is where deception yeah. comes in is somebody asks, how much of the Bible is actually my lens of guidance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Most totally. Christians, oh, I read the Bible, I have devotion or whatever it is. But when it comes to decision making, when it comes yeah. to being led daily into, into everything, yeah. is is the Bible really how what part of that? Is is part of that. So the two other things going a little deeper would be along that lines. Of, is the Bible in my line with the Bible? Is is there anything I'm at odds with? Mm-hmm. Right. So today the progressive idea and yeah. just this cheap grace idea is that uh, you know, we're in a different culture. I don't really believe what that says anymore in the Bible. And um, I think what we have to wrestle with is we quench the Spirit. We grieve the Spirit of God Mm -hmm. when we do not submit to the Word of God. And that's everything. So if I'm at odds, if I think I can pick and choose, I am grieving the Spirit of God, and therefore I'm out of communion with God. I should not expect for the Spirit to lead me. Um, if I'm out of union with what his truth says, yeah. as you said earlier, if I'm not surrendered, right, yeah. to the world, or in process to surrender, there's tough stuff and we're all oh, struggling no, no, to we're, surrender, it's, right? It's, it's, it is that process. I mean, it's like I remember the first time I did a, a long water fast and I was like, man, if this is real, I just got to, I'm playing with it. I got to know if this is real. I can run around the Aspen golf course every day and I won't grow tired and I won't grow weary. But every time I ran, it was like God was directing me to Romans. Yeah. And so I kind of like, each time I ran for those seven days, it was yeah. like a new section of Romans. And what yeah. I was seeing was, okay, hey, I'm not in charge. I follow the Spirit. And so it is a question of following. And then it's like yeah. this whole section of like, you know, man, is the Bible the go-to? 
Is the Bible the first and the last? Is God the first and the last? And then do you make your decisions based off of that? Because I think all of us at times, you know, we can get caught up in the culture and we're like, eh, that's not so much important to God anymore. Right. But it is. And that's where, yeah, you can get out of the spirit of even following and listening to him because you've made your own decisions. And Chris, when you say, I think our encouragement to any listeners out there would be, boy, if there are places where you are at odds, especially yeah. with the moral direction of God's mm-hmm. word, is you need to you need to go at that. Yeah, don't don't absolutely. just try. Don't think you can move on. This is the progressive Christian lie that you can just move on mm-hmm. without dealing with that. Yeah. No, you're at odds. You're you're you are at odds with the very heart of God if that's the stance that you're yeah. taking. So wrestle with that. Get with people. Oh, Rest, yeah. Take the do a deep dive into uh, the scriptures and ask God to reveal Himself yeah. right um, before moving on. So that's not, that's that's what kind of where we started, and uh, we put Ephesians four thirty, which says. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. Um, so we can grieve him when, and it says, if we're not dealing with all these things, anger and all these other things, yeah. right? So um, anyway, moving on, number two is, are we experiencing the fruit of the Spirit in the leading? So yeah. you just talked about getting with somebody, I think, this morning about Galatians 5, yeah. 22 and 23, the fruit of, of the Spirit. Yeah. And so, boy, I, I know in my own life, uh, the the you know so love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self control is uh wow if it, it, that's just a great filter when yeah. I submit back to your words totally. surrender my feelings about things to the Holy Spirit am I growing in those nine yeah. things are they present and the big one there for me especially in in a decision. Is um is peace? Yeah, you know, oh, I, I you know now we have to be careful with yeah. this because we can self deceive here, well, right? No, if totally. we really want to do so, oh, I'm yeah. at peace. So it has to be brought in with the rest <laughs> of those um, things back to this where this connects to the first one. Is yeah. this though in line with yeah. the word of God? I know, and everything has to kind of go back into you know the whole hopper of a filter. Like you know, you can't build uh, an entire belief system off of one verse in the Bible. You can't build an exactly. entire belief system off of one of God's promises. You got to take them all in accumulation, right. and so therefore it takes like you know not being a you know, scholar of the Bible, but a student of yeah. God's word and say, and so, because I mean, it's like, yeah, like I can have peace about a lot of things I've done. Yeah. You know, I, I can pass polygraphs on a lot of things I've done yeah. because I myself am the best justifier. Exactly. You know, but when I think about God's peace, it's like that supernatural. It's mm-hmm. like something that I'm at peace. I'm moving forward. I'm not anxious. And it's a place you know, of faith, right? Yes, absolutely. Not fear, but a place no. of faith where I'm at peace, not a self-imposed yeah. peace yeah. like you're talking about. So that's and so, good. yeah. And I like, you know, the fruit of the Spirit, it, it, it should be where we eat. Like I consider it this way. I had Brent Phillips tell me once that if you're doing anything that's outside of the fruit of the Spirit, it's illegal. Like, you know, you can't even use frustration Mm -hmm. and anger to motivate you to work harder, do better, because it's illegal for a follower of Christ to play with frustration Mm -hmm. and anger. You know, the only tools that I have are the tools that he's given me, which is the fruit of the Spirit. And then so everything that we're doing, we should be able to attach a fruit to it. Sure. From our motive mm-hmm. and from our operational standpoint. Yeah, and these are things we're growing yeah. into, right? Absolutely. The forming these in, in us yeah. um, more. Um, it's so, nothing yeah. we create. Right. You know. 
So the third one is, are we resisting the pursuit and practice of the spiritual gifts? Now, this one's interesting and might cause a little rub with, with some people, but 1 Thessalonians 5, 19 through 20 um, makes it clear, you know, Paul's telling the church, look, do not um, grieve, right? Uh, or, excuse me, do not quench the Holy Spirit. Um, do not look down upon prophecies, yeah. right? And, and the move, the voice of God through his people. Uh, so there's this idea that we can actually quench the yeah. spirit, right? If we resist what the spirit is doing and, and the spirit works through people in the church through the gifts of the spirit. And uh, so I, I use this kind of historical analogy here that in uh, biblical times, in the hospitality, uh, mm-hmm. in that Middle Eastern culture, um, hospitality was huge. And if you visited anyone, you bear, you, you brought gifts. Yeah, and absolutely. gifts were a big deal. Uh, and big, lavish gifts oftentimes, too, as you're visiting some, even a stranger, but especially if it yeah. was like a king or something, you brought lavish gifts, yeah. right? And so uh, the principle in the culture was that if you reject the gift, yeah. you reject the giver. Mm-hmm. And so this can be applied into the Holy Spirit, third person of God, has got um, poured out upon us, right? Mm-hmm. And this new creation is we're filled with the Spirit. We're to live this new way by the Spirit of God. And Jesus came and he gave gifts through the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And for us to kind of reject, right, especially when Paul commands us, right, in 1 Corinthians 14, to pursue earnestly the spiritual gifts, uh, because these are gifts from God. So I need to do the work in my life. If I'm resisting Mm -hmm. any gift, anything that's spoken about in the Scripture, I need to really look at that, because that's either fear-based or it's just wrong teaching in the church. Um, and some other things, that will bring about a quenching of the Spirit in my life. Therefore, that's going to impede my being led by the Spirit, especially yeah. when it comes into ministry elements, right? Mm-hmm. How I minister to people and uh, get a leading by the Spirit, yeah. right? If I'm saying no to certain gifts, then I'm limiting, right? I'm saying, no, God, sir, not that. Yeah. And then I'm just going to—my default is going to have to be in the flesh. Yeah. You know? So it's a, it's a, something that deeply needs to be, um, to be looked at. No, I mean, when you think about that, too, it's like, you know, sometimes— it's like it, it isn't you know so prevalently taught unless you're in the charismatic movement you know of churches and then that might be the only thing that's taught you know and so they're not able to go back sometimes and maybe counter things with the word and so it is it's just this slow you know introduction into the spirit and you know and that's where i'm like you know if you can start with galatians 5 22 and 23 you know just what is the fruit of the spirit and if you hunger for those things in your life then that's kind of like the way i describe it it's like starting the dance mm-hmm. like and i'm over Absolutely. and over i'm allowing the spirit to lead right. more in the dance there are still times i take my dance partner and i'm mm-hmm. spinning but yep. when i don't Except like what he's offering, right? Then it's like I don't even want to dance. That's exactly right. And so it's like and you build. You yeah. brought up a really important point. We build the our our ministry right of with the Holy Spirit's gifts upon the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Right? You you can't get those separated. Right? No, it's it's the the fruit of the Spirit that's yeah. got a hold of my heart that then moves me into partnering with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. with the gifts of the Spirit to minister yeah. to others. Yeah. Right? and we're not saying that you know we need to be you know uh, out there operating in all these gifts. We're just saying be careful. If is there something we're fearful yeah. about? Is there something what w- really look at our teaching about mm-hmm. the gifts? Any kind of teaching. Um, you know, that setting those aside yeah. is not important, right? I, we need to look deeply into that because it very yeah. well could be that we're in, we're quenching the spirit, especially yeah. when it comes to um, 
the the ministry aspect yes. of, of the Spirit of God. So Absolutely. that's uh, number three, laying a foundation. Now we're going to get kind of more deeply into Romans. Um, yeah. Romans 8 with some of this. Uh, number four, um, is there clarity of the difference between the flesh leading or the spirit leading? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, uh, we ask the, you know, the big overarching question we're answering is, how do I know if the spirit's leading? Well, we should grow into really understand, oh, yeah. that's my flesh. That's yeah. my flesh pattern. That clearly is not, that that rage, that outburst, that yeah. selfishness, that that thought, you know, go, we should be, because the Spirit of God, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to convict us of mm-hmm. sin. And so I need to grow in my uh, surrender to the Spirit and my awareness of that conviction. Absolutely. And, to, and it reveals my flesh. It reveals sin. And then I need to bring repentance um, in the process. So this, understanding the difference between the two, these are opposed. Galatians mm-hmm. 5, again, yeah. as well as Romans, um, uh, uh, especially verses 5 through 11, the spirit and the flesh are against, they're at war yes. with each other. And that war is still within our soul. And uh, we're called upon to lean into the spirit to fight and overwhelm the flesh. Yeah. flesh. So um, so this is just another one is, am I growing? Do I Am I open to the conviction of the spirit? Am I aware of what that is mm-hmm. in my life? Have I... Am I in a process of bringing that unto the Lord, asking the spirit to help me... Um, uh, to uh, overcome that and, yeah. and and lean in now right to the things of the Spirit. Yeah. And I mean, when I think about that, it's like a lot of times, you know, it's like, okay, so how do you know? You know, and so it's like I've kind of nailed it down to just my emotions are, will lead my flesh. My flesh will be led by my emotions. Yeah. And so, like, do I take offense to something? Am I extremely, like, you know, defensive about something? And so those are things where I'm like, well, no, God's not asking me to defend myself. He's my defender, you know, and 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 I can't be led by my emotions. Every time I'm led by my emotions, it leads me more into the flesh. Now, we're not talking about being Vulcan here mm-hmm. and having no emotions as in Star Trek. But what we are saying is, like, who leads? Like, if I'm feeling beat up, depressed, down, am I taking that to God? Am I taking that to the Spirit and saying, I need love, joy, and peace right now. I need the Holy Spirit to infuse those in me because now I'm looking to something that can change and direct me versus depending only on like, well, I just feel so bad. You know, and, and, you know, and I don't want to get into like, oh, don't you speak that over me? You know, that kind of language either. I'm just saying it's like, for me, it's like when I'm in the flesh, man, my thoughts revolve around me. My thoughts revolve around offense. My f- thoughts revolve around hurt. Right. And then, and then in the end, it's like, well, how can you build yourself up? Well, you can eat a can of cake icing, Chris, and you're going to feel so much better. Yeah. You know, it's like my favorite treat in the world, but I can't use it as something that's going to give me love, joy, and peace. And so it. it's like the direction of my emotions. Emotions are not bad. Like to feel love, to feel sadness is the only way to even understand love, but they can't lead me. They can't tell me, think this way, be right. this way, act this way. 
I have to go to God's word, right. and I am only to operate out of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That's all I have. Yeah, and you've just led us into the next yeah. one. And for number five, am I learning to let the Spirit inform my thinking, yeah. my feelings, and my decisions? So mm-hmm. we know our soul is yes. made up of uh, our mind, our emotions, and our will. Yes. And that's our central, internal, right, thing that's yeah. our soul, but also our heart, right, is around that as well. Mm-hmm. And we're to love the Lord with all of our heart, meaning yes. we're to love the Lord with all of my thinking, <clears throat> with all of my feelings, and with ultimately all my decisions. Yeah. And so this is a big one. Am I learning to let the Spirit, as you said, uh, well, the big ones. Today, we're yeah. a therapeutic culture that has put self at the center, and therefore mm-hmm. we all lead out, every, embrace, affirm our feelings. Yeah. Uh, the Christian way is just the opposite. Yeah. We're to submit our feelings, um, mm-hmm. good or bad. We don't know all of them, right, yeah. to uh, the Spirit of God, to bring them in line, right, with the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. Um, and our thinking, our, our mm-hmm. mental capacity, Romans 12 tells us we're to renew our mind yeah. right, regularly uh, and set our thinking right upon uh, on God's truth, right? Yeah. And then all those will lean into my will, my, you know, it's kind of the, what, the mind and the hand, the, um, uh, the mind, the heart, the hands type yeah. thing, right? Or yeah. head, heart, head, whatever. heart, hands yeah. is what we call it in yeah, Sunday school. There like you go. We want to teach to the head, we yeah. want it to transfer to the heart, and then we want it to become action with our hands. Yeah, and that is great theology, yeah. right? That is, um, being led by the Spirit, yeah. right? Okay, inform my think, change, we're new creations, we have mm-hmm. to... Uh, a transformation the way we think, which is putting the Spirit of God to inform my thinking rather than my flesh, right? Yeah. So, um, and this is where I, I used that <clears throat> throughout that illustration of the map and the, yeah. you're right in the guide. Which one do yeah. you want, you know, uh, on this on this journey? Um, but I think people get stuck on this, and uh, we have to recover the both and there, right? Yeah. The Word of God, and, and I use the illustration that, you know, the early church, they didn't have the written whole Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No individual person was able to take the, the scroll home, right? Yeah. They, they had to go to synagogue to hear it read publicly. It was an oral culture. Um, and today we have, oh, you know, yeah. endless resources. Um, but when you compare the two, isn't it interesting that in the New Testament, right, they didn't have all the, the uh, map resources, yeah. shall we say, that we do today. All they had was this power of the Spirit. Yeah. And look at what happened in the church. Compared to today, we have all the resources. Yeah. Our Western mindset is so strong, um, is where's the Spirit, right? And so I don't want to oppose these against each other except to say, wow, we today, um, we need to shore up both areas because we aren't people of the Mm -hmm. map like we should be, even with all the resources we have. Yeah. But we surely aren't people of the Spirit like we see in the book of Acts. We need both to rise. And I mean, some of that's like just the deception. Sure. The deception of, I have the tools, yeah. right. <laughs> but do I use them? Right. <laughs> you know, and if Alyssa was here, she would be like, okay, let's just make it really simple and boil it down to what would Jesus do? You know, because Jesus did everything through the Spirit, by the Spirit, from the Spirit. It says that he didn't say anything that his Father wasn't saying. He didn't do anything his Father wasn't doing. And so it was this whole, he is the, hey, follow me. And live life by the Spirit. But, I mean, it's like 
everybody can get the tools and you can study the tools, but unless it comes from your head down mm-hmm. to your heart, it That's will right. not guide your life That's because good. you're going to be led by your heart. You're going to be led by, mm-hmm. I feel anger, so I'm angry. I feel sad, so I'm sad. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, And those are the things. And so one of the ways that I've kind of been boiling it down with some of the people that I dis- disciple and hang with is like, think of that thing like you've got to have it. This is your ultimate dream. This is your mm-hmm. ultimate goal. If you never saw that on this side of the earth, yeah. is Jesus enough? Yeah. You know, are you led by the Spirit? Are you following his direction? Maybe you didn't get the promotion you wanted. Maybe right. you're not in the job that you wanted, but yet you are being provided for by mm-hmm. God. Are you at peace yeah. with him good. and in that life and being led by that, yeah, which then kind of rolls into six. Yeah. Um, you know, is the cry, so it's Romans 8, is yeah. the cry Abba, right, Daddy, mm-hmm. uh, in Aramaic, um, present, the witness of the Spirit that we are children of God. Yeah. Powerful verse, right, 15 there that says that it's the spy the Spirit. Right, he's the one that bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. We have a, an identity crisis today mm-hmm. in the church and out in the culture, and this is the core work of the spirit. It yeah. is the spirit. It is not just you know repeating the truth of Scripture, yeah. though that's critical. It is a work of the spirit that comes to in deep inside our soul, that awakens our spirit yeah. to the reality of who we are. Now as this new creation, we are children of God, and there should be this manifestation Manifestation. This scripture is not just theology. It's a yeah. Paul saying this experience. You should have this welling up inside your soul, ah, Abba, right? Yeah, Daddy. Uh, this Father's Day, so yeah. it was appropriate. Yeah, it was uh, Father's that, Day. Uh, this Daddy idea. Wow. Can I say? Do I fall back on that? Um, that Daddy. You know, yeah. um, and kind of back to what you said earlier. For me, you know, you struggle with things. You you look at the things of the world. Look at things you're you don't you know have or whatever it is, and just always fall back, Daddy, Abba. Um, you are my inheritance. Mm-hmm. You're my portion, as the yeah. psalmist says. Uh, everything I need for all eternity is at my disposal. I'm yeah. your child, and just rest in that. Right. Yeah. So when we come back to our question of are we being led by the Spirit? If my identity, which is the very foundation of new creation, mm-hmm. if it is cracked, if I'm wrestling with my worthiness, yes. my identity, um, there isn't going to be progress forward, right? The no. enemy is going to completely crumble that foundation. Crumble so part of discipleship and shoring this up is shoring up at the base and always coming back to it, mm-hmm. you know, and this should be just daily language. Abba, yeah. you know, Father. Um, of realizing who we are, yeah. that we're in his hands, that his promises are sure, our inheritance is his, you know, all, all that. Yeah. So. No, totally. And, I mean, it's like, you know, and, I mean, as soon as you say daddy, as soon as you say Abba, I mean, you know, everybody's got their wounds. Right. And everybody has this template of maybe they had a great mm-hmm. father, and so mm-hmm. they've got a great template to run with. Sure. But the thief will definitely try to bring up any of the negatives of our mm-hmm. earthly father. And so it's almost like you've got to, like, equate and set aside, like, okay, if I had the perfect father, right. what would it look like? And yeah. then most likely it is going to turn you towards God mm-hmm. because you have to create this image of yeah. like, 
going to God, going to Jesus, going to the Holy Spirit, they are the perfect reflection of what perfect relationship is. Perfect family. And I mean, it's like, man, our families today, Mm -hmm. you know, are just attacked and bombarded Mm -hmm. our own childhoods from the past. So we can't say, oh, these people today. Well, no, it was even back when we were kids, you know. And so it is. It's like, can you take this image of who God is? Yeah. As he guides his people through his word. And that's where I love like going to the Bible, not so much from a knowledge base at Mm -hmm. that point, but from a story base. And I'm seeing these perfect characters played out, the perfect, you know, hero, the perfect supernatural, you know, entitled, living it, running with it, like I am God. And then when you see that, then you're like, okay, this is what I'm in relationship with. Sure. You know, because, I mean, my father was great, but there were still some, like, boom. Like, why did that bad memory come? Mm -hmm. Oh, you thief. You're trying to steal from me Mm -hmm. my image of my earthly father and having it applied to my heavenly father. Yeah, I mean, culturally, right, inside the – even non-believers, our whole culture is wrapped up with the father wound issue. Yes. It's a reality. It's a universal reality among all time. Mm -hmm. And it should be a great pointer to the very reality yeah. that, hey, why is the father wound such an important thing? And, yeah. and at the very base of all social ills yeah. uh, is the father wound or fatherlessness, right? Yeah. Um, well, the answer, there's only one answer. It's yeah. the gospel, and it's mm-hmm. the restoration of orphan children um, who have, whether the very best fathering mm-hmm. or the very worst fathering, yeah. it is becoming a new creation under uh, their heavenly Father restored yeah. relationship to the one that they were born in this world broken from. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I mean, so it is. And then you know, number seven, number seven. This is a choker. Oh yeah. So moving on, chapter eight. You know, Paul vamps it up here. Um, is there a willingness to share in Christ's sufferings? Right. So he he says, "You are a child," and he goes on to say, "Under the inheritance, of God. If there's a big if, if you will also share in his sufferings. Yeah. In other words, there is this embrace. Jesus saves us and expects us to join him on his mission. Suffering, The sufferings of Christ are not just the regular sufferings we suffer because yeah. we live in a fallen world. Yeah. They are specifically a result of walking with Jesus and serving mm-hmm. him. Uh, well, how did Jesus, let's just go back, how did he suffer? Well, he, he stayed up all night interceding for people, yeah. praying to God, preparing himself yeah. to minister to people. Um, he uh, he gave he gave his life out to people ministry yep. serve he was the servant leader um, all we could go on and on all these yep. things right he dug into the toughest issues in life right yep. to set people free well at the base level am I willing to love people like Jesus yeah right and and carry on his ministry as such. And, well, look, all the people that followed, he promised there will be persecution because the world will reject this message. Uh, All of his disciples died martyrs' death. Well, Mm -hmm. chances are none of us are going to die martyrs' death. But but am I, right, picking up my cross, identifying with Jesus, and willing to, as the Sermon on the Mount says, right, um, consider it blessed when I'm reviled because I stand up for his name. That's the sufferings. And then Mm -hmm. Paul himself, just look at his life. Who yeah. shared and in Philippians three ten right Paul his passionate plea more than anything he wanted to know Christ the power of his resurrection and sharing the fellowship of his sufferings yeah um, well we don't pray like that very often right it's kind of a dangerous prayer but yeah in other words in, back to do I know the Spirit's leading me well uh, in other words is my whole thinking about comfort about what's best for me about my retirement about you know 
these kind of things? Or yeah. is there this growing sense of, Lord, I, I want my life to count for you. Mm-hmm. I'm surrendered to you in all these areas, yeah. Lord. Um, and that's deep water. Yeah. No, and I mean, it's like, but you can start in the shallow. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I don't want a bunch of people jumping into the deep water and then right. drowning because no one threw them a little floaty. Right. But I mean, even in the shallow, like, you know, just starting a day with like, you know, God, what do you have for me today? Like, you know, and then receiving from him graciously. Now, like in that, you may find suffering. I mean, mm-hmm. there are going to be times where God asks us to walk into something we don't want to walk into. Absolutely. And we don't want to have to deal with it. But we have to deal with it for the sake of Christ well, and let me just for talk the you. kingdom. Absolutely. I mean, what you brought up is yeah. really important, right, is that the idea of knowing, again, that the Spirit's leading me. Yes. Especially what you just said. If if the Lord's calling me into something, I don't have the natural ability, ability nor to desire to do it. Yeah. I've got to completely depend on the Spirit of God for this, right? That's yeah. The Lord wants us to be in that place of dependence like a child, yeah. right? So that's uh, And I mean, yeah. And so, yeah. And so just being able to start in the shallow end and saying, okay, today, yeah. you know, boom, let's see what happens, Absolutely. you know, and just offer that prayer right. of like, Today, use me, God. Yeah, the shallow end is is what some of the stuff has said. It, it, boy, you just start with that father. Abba, yeah, just cry. Be out. my yep. be my father. Show me how to walk to hear you. Jesus says, "My sheep, they hear my voice. I yep. know them, and they follow me." Lord, just yep. show me how. Lead me in that. Right. Yeah. Final one, number eight, um, and this is just uh, towards the end. This is verse 23 of Romans 8. Um, is there a longing for the redemption of our bodies and the return of Jesus? This kind of wraps it all up, yeah. right? As Paul says that, boy, the spirit-filled person, the Christian life, should be one that groans mm-hmm. in deep inside us, along with creation, for yeah. God to come and restore all things. And this longing for our Savior to return, as Paul mm-hmm. said, to re- to complete this work of sanctification yeah. and salvation. Um, or, or is my mind mainly on, again, my retirement, on yeah. how I want to finish well and relax and, and vacate or whatever yeah. it is? Or is my thinking on the things above, Lord Jesus, you come, right? Yeah. Is, is what am I really, maybe it's just a question, what am I really looking forward to? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with looking forward to retirement or looking forward to a vacation or yeah. time off, whatever the issue is. Yeah. Uh, but, boy, is that overriding, man, and what am I really looking yeah. forward to? Well, yeah, and I mean, it's like, you know, the redemption of our bodies and the return of Jesus, you know, you're always like, no, you know, and and there is a love for the life that we live. There's a love for the people that are in our lives, but this longing and this anticipation is he sits in the throne and he decides, and his return and our redemption into his likeness is the ultimate goal. And so, you know, there is this process, like, you know, because I'm, like, always looking at my middle school kids, like, you know, if he came back today, great. I'm not looking to check out today. You know, I am looking to do what he needs me to do today. Mm. And so it is. It's a process of, like, do I fear death? No. But do I want to die? No. (laughs) You know, and so, there, you know, there's that inner struggle, but it is, like, does the peace from God come? Yep. Are you being led by the Spirit knowing that this day was as impactful mm. and as dialed in as God needed it to be for me to be effective for him and his kingdom? That's great, bro. And so leading and following are two different things. Yeah. And I'm to follow and the Spirit's to lead. Yeah. And so that would be my question mark to leave you with. Yeah. Are you leading your life or are you following 
the spirit with your life. Yeah, and, and you know, and I gave these other four words. Just yeah. we see David model these the man after God's heart, and of course yeah. Jesus. And yeah. it's just, you know, I just shared. Look, I, we have a, I have a hard time sitting still before yeah. the Lord. I'm a doer, right? I think most Westerners we've just we're doers, yeah. and the being piece of ourselves. Ah, we're kind of. You know, we don't quite know how to do that, um, like like Western or like Eastern you mm-hmm. know, biblical times for sure. So there's just these four movements: sitting, listening, praying, and waiting. Mm-hmm. And just wrapping up in those is a great process. Of we see David, he went, he sat before the Lord. Um, he sat there and he listened. The Lord, mm-hmm. speak to me, right? Yeah. And then he engaged in prayer, and then he waited on the yeah. Lord. And uh, we see all through, and see Jesus modeled the same mm-hmm. things. Um, and somehow we need to, gosh, look at our lives. If we want to be led by the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. right, we have to, uh, well, we have to be with Him. Yeah, right? totally, yeah. totally. All right, so hope this root issues, this midweek jolt, jolted you to think a little bit more about are you leading or are you following? Or are you kind of in the between? And so Please reach out if you ever have any questions at rootissues at ccaspen.com. Thanks so much for tuning in and spend some time sitting, listening, praying, praying, waiting. And you have a great week. Please.